Hello and welcome to episode four of Endgamer, and I'm here with Pigeon, Twitch.tv streamer, Pigeon, also known as Graham. How, how's it going today, Pigeon? Ah, not too shabby, dude. Nice to meet you. Nice to be here. Yeah, really nice to meet you too, man. Um, it is a Dreek Monday morning in Glasgow. Are you in Glasgow? Just outside, like outskirts, east towards Edinburgh. And I just look there, it's, yeah, it's dull, man. It's a dull Monday, so Aye. when you look outside. The sun kind of breaks through every now and then, but it's uh, still still terrible. <laughs> and there's something about this room, the light just shines so bright, it doesn't matter if it's dull or what. I've got a really good sort of light capture from that window behind me. <laughs> That's good. That's good for your, I suppose, I guess you use professional lighting, but uh, for your streams, but it's nice. It's nice to have natural light going as well. Sometimes natural light's the best. I do have. Uh, I've got these wee ring lights set up just now, which are getting replaced soon with uh, some higher tier stuff. But yeah, they do. Those, those like. So I know um, the Elgato key lights like 120 pounds, but the little like ring lights you find on eBay that are like beauty lights that only cost yeah. like 10 pounds. They do the job. That's what these are. They do the job. No problem. I'm glad you. I'm glad you got into that uh, <laughs> into the cheaper form of lighting, like I did. You're our big Destiny streamer. Um, do you want to do you want to tell everyone what Destiny the game is? Oh, that's like a profound question. Uh, <laughs> I I don't know where to go down the path of saying, oh, it's been a love story, or if it's been just a journey, or whatever. Uh, Destiny, Destiny game, the entire franchise that is because there's there's two. Uh, iterations of the game out now uh, is a MMO RPG first person shooter by the game development company Bungie who people tend mostly to know them for for the Halo game series in the mm-hmm. franchise. Up to Halo 3 I think it was. They were behind development wise, publishing wise. Uh, they released it in 2014 uh, to PS3, PS4, Xbox 360. Uh, I wasn't really looking at it then. I didn't hadn't picked up then. I was uh, I was playing Call of Duty at the time. Mm-hmm. That was like my game. I loved Call of Duty, playing online with friends, going into the team deathmatch, playing that for hours. Then PlayStation Three at the time. Eventually yep. getting a PS4, like maybe Christmas probably at the time. But uh, I picked up Destiny in 2017. I think it was, mm-hmm. like early 2017. So the game had already been out for about two and a half years at the time and was about to go into its third and final year of its uh, content. And I quickly, having played a bunch of RPGs and first-person shooters, I literally opened up the game. I bought it pre-owned at the time, which was, was one of the things. Mm-hmm. I went in, it was like a, a week off. I had a week off work at the time. And I went in. I was like, I'm going to treat myself to some like games. And then I was in the pre-owned section. Saw Destiny. I was like, right, cool. I really want to find a Halo sh- Halo-like shooter because I loved playing Halo. But I'd never mm-hmm. found something else to match it. Not to mention I didn't actually own Xboxes at the time. Halo was Xbox exclusive. And uh, I picked up Destiny and I picked up Bloodborne by From mm-hmm. Software at the same time. And Destiny had a massive update file. So I was like, right, cool. I'm not going to get a chance to play this on my first night of my holiday but Bloodborne was there Bloodborne you could play straight away in its vanilla form yeah. and well I quickly found out how From Software games work, I don't know if you've played any of them before, Dark Souls um, or that. Yeah, I've played Dark Souls 
Yeah, yeah, the like Dark Souls and that is a very punishing game. So I actually got quite tilted by it. So I didn't even mm. play that the next day. But Destiny up, uh, installed on my PS4 at the time. So the next day, loaded up Destiny, started a new character, and literally the moment you pick up your first weapon in the game and pull the trigger, I was hooked because I saw you got damage numbers on the oh, screen. Wow. You got, for me, one of my favorite things about the Halo Halo series, playing on console, was the tactile feedback from like the controller rumble. Mm-hmm. And uh, that instantly mimicked it as well. I loved it. I was like, that's the feeling mm-hmm. that I've been looking for. And I, I was just like, that's it. I remember when, when the PlayStation 4, I don't know if when it was when it first came out, I remember seeing the Destiny uh, advert on TV, and that seemed like it was the first ever like real PS4 game. I remember, I have played Destiny before. Not It was more last year or two online. I did like it, mm-hmm. but I never played it at the start. But it did seem like it just had something really different to it. Game-wise, like you're saying now, like the gameplay. Yeah. I, can't, I don't know what it was, man. Like I'd, I'd already loved RPG games. I played a lot of Final Fantasy growing up. One of the earliest ones I reference is a game called Sue Coden, which was out on PlayStation 1. Um, but RPG-wise, I'd always, always played story games and uh, like character-building games. So by the time I'd played that for a few hours on that day, I'd, a lot of stuff was quite, quite intuitive for me. I was like, this makes sense. But then it, it's got so many layers after that. It goes into the deep MMO kind of layers where you're learning and grinding a character and there's game systems, stats, builds, and it just it blew my mind. I'd never played anything like it. Then you had your social spaces, and that's where I got really lucky because... On my PlayStation friends list, there was maybe two or three guys who I knew in real life from mm-hmm. talking about Glasgow. And I'm not even kidding, I got a DM that day from one of them saying, oh, you're playing Destiny? Like, I'll hop in with you. And I was like, I know, what is the way? So I was playing like the, the, vanilla, the, the vanilla Destiny 1, year one story. Uh, and I got a friend join me. And straight away, one of the the, the, the big things about these games is like, the power fantasy of how powerful you you can create a character in the game, and I had a teammate join me who'd obviously been playing it for the whole like two and a half years, and their character was souped up, had all this really cool, fancy looking stuff, and I was like, I want my character to be that good. So I got that instant hook on mm-hmm. wanting to power grind and be powerful and be as potent as as my teammate. And I was so like, you decided, yeah. So you decided to. Put the hours in to get there. Put all the hours in, dude. <laughs> uh, like, but that was the thing. I, luckily, we had a clan, uh, which was mm-hmm. quite a big thing in Destiny 1 especially. Your, your clans were like your social circle. So I met all these guys, Scottish guys, guys from around the world, and girls, uh, who who were playing Destiny on the regular. And that opened up even more doors for me to like play, because it turns out, I didn't realise, but Destiny's a very social game. It's a lot harder to play solo. Because a lot of the activities are geared towards having a group uh, take part. Um, don't get me wrong, there's, there's people who do solo challenges and stuff and it's insane to watch. But for the core mm-hmm. experience, having like a team straight off the bat was really like sort of formative for me playing it. Good. Um, I've noticed that from watching yourself and other people play Destiny that's very team-based. Um, so, so you took to... 
so you, people, your your Twitch community will know you mostly from playing Destiny. When did you start Twitch streaming? Twitch. So at the time, uh, one of the guys in the clan he streamed quite frequently, mm-hmm. and he had quite a good wee community going. Um, a sort of content creator group, and I, I guess, I always had like a flair for entertaining. But the the thing at the time, so this was around about this would have been twenty late twenty eighteen going into twenty nineteen probably. Okay. Um, I started dabbling with the PS4's like built-in stream function, and the main thing for me was I just wanted to show everybody how much I love the game. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna. I just want to stream this game and go, look how good it is. You know what I mean? Like to uh-huh. anybody that would watch. And, that's uh, the that's the best thing about Twitch. I think like you people can see people tune in and they watch other people be excited about about video games. And yeah. I think Destiny is definitely one of those games that can make that happen for people. So you thought, so you so you you wanted to go onto Twitch because you wanted to share your excitement with everyone. Pretty much, like nothing. Had, I hadn't played a game that it became a, an actual hobby at that point, and um, because that's what I would put. I was putting all my time in. I was still playing other single player games. I remember at the time, um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. I was like, I want to start streaming on Twitch, so I gave it a, a, a sort of semi bash towards the end of uh, 2018, mm-hmm. uh, using the PS4's built in function. And then by 2019, I was like, in fact, I'm just getting my times kind of wrong here. Uh, but by 2018, Destiny 2 had came out. Yeah. And I was still well involved in playing the game then. Like, I was there for launch for Destiny 2. Nice. And away the ways down the line, I just started pushing the go live button on the PlayStation. And, like, I, I wasn't really serious about it. I didn't take it seriously. I tell myself that. Uh, I, was pushing it, I was pushing it live. I would have a few of the guys from the clan come in, and that would be that. Would be would be like, oh, you can see me playing the game. I didn't yep. really understand what I was getting into at the time. Um, so at the start of 2019, I said, right, I'm going to take it a bit more seriously. I'm going to start marketing myself. I'm going to start like treating it properly. Like I want to, I want to make it big. Well, make it big, as they say. I want to, I want to actually have a platform for it. So I did that for a good part of eight months at the time. And that was all on my PS4 still. This was, I'd bought a camera at the time. I'd bought a, a new headset at the time and started taking it a bit more seriously. I was starting to plug myself a wee bit, um, which was going okay, I'd say. I, I had a, a wee audience going. I had some friends and whatnot checking us out. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I still don't think I'd quite sussed out what it was about. Uh, in July 2019, I actually moved places. Um, I moved to a smaller flat and found out the day I moved in that the internet package that I thought I could get wasn't actually available in that flat. And uh, it turned out it was like a, a copper wire fiber. Oh, Jesus, that's not good I, for streaming. <laughs> no. <laughs> I went from a, a proper fiber optic place to yep, yep. a copper wire internet. So... The, the speeds, I remember, was 5 megabytes download per second <laughs> and sub 1 megabytes upload. And that was on my PS4. Doomed. Was, absolutely doomed. I was devastated, man. I was doomed. Yeah. You know, so, what, what did you do to fix it? So this this is this is where stuff got really serious as far as 
discover on Twitch and like community building. I ended up, I took, at the time, I always had a Twitter account. I maybe followed a few streamers and a few Destiny higher-ups, the people that you heard about, and I just took to Twitter. Now, but I've always been able to yap away on Twitter. I must have had like 10,000 tweets already or something. I loved, <laughs> I loved it. It's, it's my favourite social media. Yeah, um, me too, I agree. But I'd never really used it to talk about Destiny at the time. I was a bit more focused on me and my life and thoughts and all the goings on. But then I just started following people that played Destiny. They they had an avatar and a profile of Destiny. They got followed. I started following streamers. This was July 2019. I was off Twitch. I was on Twitter. And I I started talking about my love for the game and thoughts and opinions and everything that was going on. And slowly but surely, I, I started building up a following. I started meeting all these people who were who had been playing the game for years, over and above the people that I was playing with in the clan. Mm-hmm. And that honestly blew the doors open. I people always, always tell the story. But I managed to build a community on Twitter for going back to Twitch. And come twenty twenty, uh, it was February twenty twenty, and four G boxes were making their appearance uh, with ISPs. And I ended up like asking for a trial of one. Now they're quite expensive, man. It was like fifty quid a month. I was quoted, and you had a capped amount of data. Okay, that's so not did, good. So I did a bunch of number crunching. I was like, right, how how much data does it use to stream, and how much does it use to like actually play the game? Because you need to have a constant internet connection for servers and whatnot. Because it's a live game, mm-hmm. and. I did number crunching and it came up fine that I could do mm-hmm. it based on what I was doing at the time. So I got a 4G box in and I sat there in my room setting it up and did a, the first thing I did was a speed test on it. Now it's not groundbreaking, but I got 30 megs downloads, almost 50. Not bad. Not bad. And I got about 15 to 20 upload, which was the... That's, that's all you need. That's all you need. Which, yeah. Exactly. So I'm not even kidding. I was I was like, right, cool. I'm just going to do it. I was sat down at my PS4 and I pushed go live again. And then I tweeted it out. I was like, I'm live. I've managed to, I'm testing this out to see if it works. And then I went to went on to have what was probably my busiest stream. Great. Like, how many, how many well, viewers did you have? Like I had, I peaked, I think, about 25 viewers at the time. Which was about yeah. four or five times more than I'd ever had when I first started out the year before. And it was all the people who I'd grown to know and like interact with on Twitter at the time. They all came in, smashed the follow button. I mean, this was me. I had my PS4, I had the live set up, and then I had my laptop sitting next to me. Luckily, I had a laptop for uh, my studies at the time. And I used that to look at Twitch chat and like see all my alerts and notifications and stuff, which was which is what I'd recommend to people, by the way, if you're... If you don't have all the hardware, PC or that, you don't need it to start out. Yeah, um, absolutely. So at the time, that that was it. I'd pushed live. I had uh, a small audience come watch me play PS4 for a bit. I was nervous. My adrenaline was pumping. I couldn't believe that I had X <laughs> amount of viewers because I could see the viewer, the viewer count, which is something that I later would turn off on my streams. But then I was sitting there like, holy, holy business. Yeah. Were you shitting it sitting there shit. playing to these people? I was, people? <laughs> I was like, oh, whoa. Whoa. I remember um, I, I, I did a Twitch stream once and I think I had about 27 people in it and I was absolutely bricking it, man. Like, 
you've got you've got like way more than that normally now but it's just that first time you do it you're like oh my god i need to you get anything if you're not used to it then yeah it's it's you feel a big pressure to like perform and whatnot but i just like deep breaths and i I just got back to my basics so i was doing like player versus player stuff just to test it out and i was just like i was like i just started getting into streamer mode again i was like that's it it was an eight it'd only been eight months but in that for that sort of gap in time not only that but like I'd been in Twitch chats as well. I'd I had a, I'd followed people on on Twitch. People would see my name in chat. I'd, I'd started discovering what it was to be in like different Twitch communities, talking to the streamer and all the people in chat and interacting on that level as well. So that was happening as well whilst I was on Twitter, like talking about the game and like I'm pretty sure I always had like a a back sort of monologue saying I'm going to stream again soon. We'll be streaming when yeah. I get better internet. I think that was always there. So people maybe had followed the channel and stuff as well. And I had some returning people come on as well, like uh, Scottish streamers who, who came in and says, hey. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, after that, it, it kind of, it really did steamroll. I, Am I right in saying that you're a Twitch partner? Is that correct? Uh, not yet, dude. We, I have applied. We, we, so Twitch has like a, a bunch of metrics that you have mm-hmm. to... Like for seventy-five years and yeah, average so they, stuff like that. So like, there's I think there's three metrics. There's average amount of hours streamed. Like you have to stream like twelve hours over thirty days or so. It's like something so minimal, like very doable. That's not too bad. Yeah, that's easy. And then ones like stream for five different days. I think it is. Excuse me. But then the one that that obviously is the hardest one to achieve. Excuse me, by the way, is the. Uh, 75 average viewers over a 30-day period. And that's... Very that's, difficult. That's there is the actual, like, to separate you out from uh, people who are on their way to that sort of thing uh, at lower viewer accounts. And yeah, we we had a big drive in the channel. But that, again, came after a year since the February. That's, well, 2020. That's, what, May 2021 now. Mm-hmm. And... Um, a year ain't too bad. That's not too bad. <laughs> it's been mad, it's man. I mean, a big factor in that was lockdown. I'd say. I think when lockdown hit, um, I was I'm a student. I've been a student since around about the same time. To be honest, 2018, mm. I'm in third year at uni just now. Cool. And at the time I was at college, stu- what are you studying? It's uh, sound design. I do sound design. So that's kind of my career side of things. My other career, <laughs> and um. Yeah, I luckily only worked in a, a I work part time in a food place, so um, I was let on furlough, and I, I there's not a day it goes by I don't think I was I locked out with that situation because I know a lot of people uh, who are in their careers can work from home and whatnot. I wasn't required to work from home, so the you had first all this thing time. I had all this time, dude, and that's that's what ended up happening. Um. Another kind of thing that happened was I one of my late relatives at the time left an inheritance. Okay. And my parents had came to me and says, We think we should put it down on a new car. And I says at the time, now this this was a this is pivotal as well. Um and I won't forget it, won't soon forget it. But I says to them, I says, I think I should get a PC. Because at the time I'd been streaming maybe for a month, uh, like February, most of February and start of March. Uh, 2020 and i was starting to get a wee bit of buzz i was my my viewer count was up from where it was before 
people were interested in the channel and they were enjoying the streams. So I said to my parents, I said, I think I should get a PC. And they went away for a week and they thought about it and spoke about it. And they came back and says, right, we'll, we'll use the inheritance fee to get a PC built. And uh, luckily, again, one of my friends in real life, uh, very tech savvy, he uh, spec'd up a PC and we got the parts ordered. But that's around about the time our, our friend COVID rolled into town. And it took it took a while, but we might managed to get the all PC the, built. All the parts, all the parts are laid out of stock. But I, I'm pretty sure I just got just to know more, got ahead of the mm. curve before mm. shortages and that started. That's another thing. And we got the PC built. I got the rig sent out, and I set it up. And that again, getting a PC. Yeah. So like I said before, I started on my console and stuff, but end game kind of goals is getting hardware to uh, capture like uh, like what's, what's, what's the word use software such as like OBS and uh, Streamlabs OBS they, they're really powerful tools to live broadcast from I didn't I hadn't had access to them before until now so that was another evolution for the stream and at the time I was starting to build up the viewer base streamers definitely Needs to make. I, I believe that streamers need to make that jump from PlayStation to PC. Like a few things like Streamlab and the quality of like graphics, and even things like the type of webcam you can use, microphones and stuff. You just need to make the jump to the PC. So you definitely yeah. made the right decision. Absolutely. I mean, it there there is ways to do it, like using laptops and stuff, but it's it's very good. Um, so making the jump to PC eventually, even if it's just like an entry level PC. As long as you've got a, a good enough graphics to like encode your stream and upload it, and you can plug in a webcam, like you said, and then a microphone, you're you're that's you. That's like the bare minimum, I'd say. Yep. At that point in time, I was I was seven seven twenty p output. That's yep. all you need. That's it. So that was pivotal, man. Like getting the PC and playing on PC as well. So the big another big like leap for me was. PC communities are really, really strong and very, very like involved with the Twitch scene and well, the gaming scene in that sense. Whatever games that they're playing, whereas in console, I feel there's a it's, there's a long way to go to create social spaces. One of them being Discord servers, and um, so I, I became quite a big fan of Discord and how it works to uh, interact with well community members. So I started ushering in people to my Discord as well, and I started building up in the side. So I had my Twitter, I had my Twitter, had my Discord, and then I had well the channel, which it was all revolving around, which was my channel. And uh, honestly, I I just don't know. I've I've just worked. I think I've been so in the zone, working hard on it all this time that I look back and I go, oh, I did all that that groundwork at the time. That's kind of brought us to where we are. Mm-hmm. The pandemic happened. Um, you're not the first uh, uh, Twitch streamer that I've spoken to that was, uh, I don't want to say grateful for the pandemic, but um, it definitely benefited them um, in terms of their now Twitch career. Um, so are you are you full-time? I've got, you said you're at college um, or university, sorry. Um, are you full-time Twitch streaming now? Effectively, yes. I feel like... I- as soon as like the pandemic happened and lockdowns happened, uh, well, both lockdowns now, um, any of the, all of that time I spent with a very good, like, dedicated stream schedule, 
up to uh, almost 30, 40 hours a week some weeks. Wow. So you were that, going for it. Just going for it. Just the time available to do that. Um. So, yeah, uh, uh, there's no doubt I am humbled and I'm grateful that that was the situation that presented itself to me because on top of that, my learning was all done from home. Uh, I study at Edinburgh. And right, yeah. one of the things for that would have been commuting each day for class, which has been which would about about three hours maybe four on mm. a bad day. It's a lot of commuting. Absolutely. Uh, I was able to just tune into class in the morning, do my lessons, do my coursework, and then shortly after I was going live throughout like the lockdown. So that that in its own, yeah, that whole cycle and that time was insane. Um. So I'm very wary of post-lockdown vibes, but I think <laughs> now, like right now, and potentially for what I'm set up is, is going to be fine, even in normal times, if you will, when people can go out again properly. I think that having the stream there works for most people because they work, like, again, this is understanding my audience as well. A large part of my audience are people who do work, sort of desk jobs, IT jobs, etc., where they're required to be in front of a computer most of the day. And most of them will have a stream up because they can work and they can just kind of go, hmm. and and that's that's a big part of the viewership culture, I think, on Twitch in general, as people just tune in. And that that's something I've understood recently because while I'm doing my uni work or and and I'm in class, I'll have a few streams open just to kind of distract myself for a few minutes at a time. Um, that's. I mean, I'm not saying that's a good work ethic, but um, <laughs> like that's just that's just something I do now as well. Yeah, um, it's it's definitely something. So I think pre-pandemic, plenty of people knew about Twitch, but you wouldn't treat it in a way, or you just have it on the background, like music or whatever. I think like Twitch has become like a normal part of people's lives because it's not just about it's not just about gaming. It's about chatting and social it's a social aspect to it do you yeah. think do you think um that's a real strength of your um uh streams i mean i've watched your streams before and you're very you're very chatty do you think that's what people come back they like to talk to come back to your streams they like to talk to everyone that that's exactly it dude so like earlier on i says um i didn't know what i was about as a streamer I wanted to show people I loved the game Destiny, but that was just one aspect of what I was able to give, and that you've nailed it in the head, man. I think if there's like lots of different like talents out there for sure, so I'm no ta- I'm not a talented gamer. I love the game. I understand. I have a deep passion for it, and I'm pretty good at it. I'd say I can have my my wildly cracked moments and all that stuff, but I'm not what you'd consider a talent presenting player of the game which there are plenty of. I'm more of a, a commentator, a social commentator, and a community member, which I think is still very important because what I was able to create was, especially through the Discord server, was I was able to usher people in to game together and talk about the game and also like just basically do what I do on the on the channel, but in their own way. And that's that's when I, it really clicked with me. And then this became, kind of became my, my sort of intro to the stream. It'd be like, hey, my name's Pigeon. I'm a Destiny 2 streamer from Glasgow. I'm based on uh, K- 
creating memories, giving people a chance to hang out and game and talk about the game as well as whatever else like transpires. And that's what we've got in like my Discord community. It's just constant discussion about the game. But then you form friendships and then you form so many different bonds. It's like it goes beyond what excuse me. It goes beyond what happens in the game on the daily. It's it just becomes takes on its own life. And that's how I think that was a massive driving force for the channel because I think people caught into that and realized it's like, hey, Pigeons Channel is a really great place to go and hang out, uh, have a laugh, and then play Destiny and get involved if you're looking for people to play with. So oh, that's just, I mean, again, that in its own is just one layer to everything. Um, a big part of it is, again, the social commentary. So people will come in and they'll go, what's your thoughts on this? And that's something I've been really pushing recently is is starting to become even more of a commentator. And people value your opinion for that reason because they see that you're in a position to to talk to the people who are influencing the game out with the, the developers. And that's that's really end game, I think, as like a, a content creator, if you're focused on the one game especially. Would you ever stream any other games? Yes, that's something we spoke about. Um, I'm focused in on Destiny just now, especially with the, the sort of partnership push with the channel. Um, but I've dabbled in other games. I played Outriders recently. Was there a oh yeah, how is that? Really I've not place. played it yet. It's a lot of fun. That's a lot of yeah. fun, man. So, um, it's not like a live game. The price tag put me off. Do you, do you know something? I was the same. Like as far as the the price tag, because it was a brand new, brand new release. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, I just bought into it. I was like, do you know what? I'll give it a shot. It'll be a distraction for from Destiny off stream. And that's that's another thing I meant to add. Actually, when you say I stream other games, well, even if I only streamed Destiny, when I come off Twitch, I usually fire up a different game. That that became a big thing this past sort of seasonal cycle of Destiny. I was logging off of Twitch, and then I was like, right, I'm going to play something else. So games like Apex Legends, I got I got hooked into that again. I hadn't played this A very this fun once. game. Very it's fun. fun. Yep, just mindless fun, man. Load in, instant hit of running around, looting and shooting. Great, perfect. And I think they've really nailed their, their formula recently, especially with the new season that came out this week. Um, other games, I played a few adventure games, so I love, like... Uh, Metroidvania style games. Oh yeah, yeah um, I'm yeah. a big fan of the Hollow Knight series. Looking forward cool. to like its follow up. That'll be like a game that will play on stream for sure. The, the Hollow Knight Silk Song, which is going to be the second one. I mean, I don't know when it's going to come out. It's not got a release date. Uh, I was playing Ori recently. It's uh like an hour. What one's it. that? It's uh, oh, I can't mind. I think it was Moon Studios. Okay. It's, it's like a Metroidvania style uh, side scrolling platformer with like. Well, immersive sort of backgrounds and stuff. Um, when I say Metroidvania, I mean like an adventure game where you start off with nothing, and then by the end of the game, you've got all your abilities. You can wall jump and shoot and swing and like yeah, that kind it. of experience. Um, mm-hmm. so that's the sort of stuff I've been playing offline. I actually, got really into just having chill Discord streams as well. So yeah, that's become really popular recently with. Uh... 
with streamers. I don't really know how I feel about Discord. Like I understand it's great for um, community building and stuff, but I don't, I don't particularly like it myself. But I understand why why streamers why streamers would enjoy it. Do you think Discord was a big help to you when you were building your community? Absolutely. I've uh, I spent a lot of time learning how to set a Discord up properly, mm-hmm. be it for uh, with bots and roles and make it an engaging sort of experience. So one of the, mm-hmm. the things that I did, and I, I, I've i got this funny meme in my Twitch channel where if uh, we're having like a particularly good stream and a good time, like vibe-wise, I'll start getting emotional, I'll start going rambling, and I'll, I'll deliver the speech, the pigeon speech. <laughs> the pigeon and, uh, speech. Give uh, us an example. <laughs> uh, so one of the things that I was saying said speech is that I started with a very small Discord community. I had a handful of people come in and check it out. And one of the things that I did that I think a lot of people don't actually do is I just hopped straight into my voice chat at the start of the day um, just to be there. And what started happening was, slowly but surely, people would just be like, just go into voice chat and say hi. And those people become core community members and people that you hang out with on the regular. And um, that's that to me was a, a community building aspect. We just got talking. A lot of the guys were Scottish, so again, there was a draw there because I'm Scottish, and they probably didn't have mm-hmm. as many Scottish like orientated communities to be a part of. Um, side note: my community is open to everybody all around the world. Um, but having that having that Scottish core element, I think, drew a lot of my main core community members in, and having someone to talk to like each day was was like a big play. And uh, I mean. I don't know. I've not used anything out with Discord. I know there's like a, a guild uh, software program kind of up and coming. Really? Um, yeah. I don't know what it's called, unfortunately, but I've heard heard people talking about it because Discord's going through kind of new deals and partnerships. There was a, a partnership with Sony recently. As far as I know, they're going to be developing integration, maybe going into next year. Um, but I think Discord communities are, yeah, they're really prominent especially if you've got a very active one that you nurture. You can't just have a Discord and go and not contribute to it. So another thing that I do is every day I'll say good morning to the Discord server. I'll just go good morning. Uh, I don't tag everyone. There's a, like, you can get you can choose to get pings or not. The people that choose to get pinged, I'll, they'll get the good morning ping every day. And I do it every day. As soon as I wake up, phone in hand, good morning. And... Again, that just generates a wee bit of chat. You know, that's that's what it takes. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not saying this is a one fits all situation. It does take <laughs> a, you, you, these people are here because they want to be there, not because like I made them or I, I was forcible about it. It all just came as part of a pattern, and I think that's what worked for me and what I was building. It's little things. A lot of things like saying hello every morning is what people appreciate. Like they want to go and check out someone like like yourself that would do that just because you're being. You've been nice yeah, being inclusive. Um, did you get a chance to think of your favourite ever streaming moment? Your favourite ever gaming moment? I've had a few, definitely. Um, was it playing Destiny? It was involved in Destiny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's, there's been a few. I, I'll tell you what, right? Mm-hmm. This this one will kind of go against the grain. But, um, okay, good. Another, this was a pivotal moment again in the channel, right? And this 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 goes wider than just the stream, and um, but last year midsummer, we had again we had 
the, the channel was going well. Things were good. Um, I had a weekly community night uh, on Fridays. I think it was Fridays. I had a weekly community night where we would just load up party games like Jackbox, Scribble, web-based stuff that everybody, all you needed was like a, a device to get onto the web. Yep, you know the kind fun. of games. Yep. Um, this particular night, I had, I've, I was, I think I was pretty pumped up about it. This particular night, um, I got a massive uh, follow bot attack on the channel. Which oh, is, right. which, so for people that don't know, um, uh-huh. there people have, very nasty people, have access to um, sort of hordes of bot accounts that are on Twitch and they can control them like kind of like a swarm. It's quite and sad. It's quite sad in a way. It's, yeah, it's quite sad. So I, I'll never know. Sometimes these are random as well. I don't know if this was focused or random. Um, pardon me. But what happened was uh, I got follow-botted. So while we were going live, my follower notifications got bombarded by hundreds and hundreds of fake accounts, pretty much bot bot accounts. All this, whoever controlled it, all they had to do is follow, like set a command to follow my channel, and I would have an influx of thousands of followers. So that was very disruptive. But it's also to me, um, it's fake engagement on the channel, which yeah. sticks out like a sore thumb. So I was devastated. I was like, this this will ruin my channel. I thought to myself, so I kind of overreacted to it, but I think I got quite upset. But what happened was I got shown, I'd been shown this tool called Commander Root, which lets you eradicate like people, like all your followers and stuff based on parameters. So all I had to do was use this tool to filter out anybody that followed me between start time and finish time on any day. It's a very powerful tool. I'll recommend it, but be careful because, well, this is what I did by mistake. I didn't set the filter properly mm-hmm. and I deleted every follower of my channel. Like, Jesus. At, at, at the t- so at the time, I maybe had about 1,500 followers. No, not 1,500. Yeah, like 1,500 followers. A lot. A lot, yeah. So I had, that was over from my first attempt, my first stint on Twitch to my my second so i think i had about so years many. years worth of trying to get these followers gone yeah. in an instant. pretty much gone in an instant so i was devastated man and at that point in time i was i did the only thing that i think i could do which was i went on to twitter and i pretty much says guys i got follow bodied i've made a boo-boo i have literally deleted every follower did everybody go help the channel and we were getting our community night like kicked off and Slowly but surely, people started following um, the channel. I watched as some familiar names came in. I was like, oh, followed back. Cool, cool. People in my Discord at the time, they all started re-following. So that was that. But then what started happening was I started getting follows from people who hadn't followed me before, but who had seen who had seen maybe on the timeline, on the Twitter timeline. And this is where the, the powerful like community on Twitter came together. Like, everyone just rallied. I'd never really, I, I think I kind of take pride in this as well, but I'd never asked much of anybody up to this point. I'd always just done my thing on my channel, had my community going, and I'd never really asked for anything back. And then this was me This was me saying, I'm asking for your help now, like, can you help me? And the tweet, the tweet got 
like fired around hundreds and hundreds of times, lots of retweets, favorites, replies. And then I met all these new people coming in saying, hey, I'm just dropping your follow or come check you out. But then on top of that, like people started checking out the streams from there on in. So it was okay. like a whole new audience again, like had came into the channel. So I say it's like my favourite streaming moment. I think it was a pivotal moment for the channel again, which there's been several of, as you can tell. What um, was what was a does <coughs> could have been a disaster turned out to be a good thing indeed, all because of the power of Twitch and Twitter. Pretty much, man. That's that's how it came about. Like that for me was such a big moment. Um, to have everything that I'd put out came like came back and repaid, sort of thing. People came back and like had my back and I think that stands out as a a big moment for me on the channel to this day like I actually think that from that night we we saw an increase again in the metrics in general but we 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 had new people there part of the channel hanging out who might never have found us as well so I got very very lucky like for that happening and like I always jokingly say if, if you if you were the person that targeted my channel that night Thanks very much. I appreciate it. <laughs> it led to led to good things. I think that's uh, I think that's a good place to finish this off. Um, so, what's your? Uh, you want to tell everyone what your current um, your current uh, Twitch streaming times are? Uh, so I'm live to uh, Wednesday through Saturday uh, from about one pm UK time uh, until late. I tend to go for a good long time, so plenty of people can swing by, hang out. Um, the schedule's going to change probably soon because there's a a seasonal drop for Destiny tomorrow, so it's actually quite a big week Ooh. ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll be an, checking an that exciting out. one. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah, so I'll be live all week pretty much. I'll probably be on as much as I can physically like stream the new content. Great, the busy week. So you guys can check out Pigeon. Uh, I will. As ever, I will add his information uh, to the information in the podcast. Uh, on Twitch, Twitter, you're on Instagram? I'm on everywhere, man. I've Instagram, I've even dabbled in TikTok, I've got the YouTube. Great, um, great. It's all there. Plenty of places for everyone to check out. Thanks very much uh, for having a chat with us, Graham. Really appreciate it. No worries, man. It's great.